0: Why don't you take your lively, chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? i starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Get the fuck out of here. We have a problem. Steven started ad-libbing. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through Puberty.
1: welcome back to Stephen destroy the podcast where we watch every steven seagal movie so you don't have to this week we're talking about my giant directed by michael layman layman leman uh kind of successful maybe successful is not the right word but he did heathers and airheads which is a good adam sandler movie oh um well i haven't seen it in a long time so maybe it's not um but I liked it at one point in my life. Um, and My Giant's going to be kind of really... I mean, Executive Decision ended up not being really a Steven Seagal movie. But uh, this is our first like real, hard, not Steven Seagal movie. Um, it's PG. Big big uh, leap from the hard R's that we've been dealing with before.
2: Not our standard Steven hard R.
1: Yeah, it, it's not. No motherfucker count this week. <laughs> um, Just like every other week. Yeah, fair enough. But um, And then because this is also really our last Steven Seagal movie before we start hitting some direct-to-DVDs, um, there's still some theatricals coming up, but next week we're really hitting our first direct-to-DVD, really kind of diving into the, the real bulk of Steven. And uh, so part of this is going to be my giant... Dylan's already said that I'm not allowed to try and talk about my giant for like the full time we usually <laughs> use. So we got some uh kind of stuff and do a little bit of a retrospective on uh what in what I guess in hindsight wound up being Steven's glory years. Yeah. Uh it was eleven total films, right? That add up? That sounds about right. Yeah, eleven this is episode twelve, if I'm not mistaken. Um Or uh, yes. Yeah, so it was ten, episode twelve. So yeah, it was 10. ten films
2: and 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 Roseanne and
1: SNL. Yeah. Which is a nice solid number. Yeah. Um, but for right now, let's still kind of follow tradition and dig into My Giant a little bit. Yeah. Um, what did you think about My Giant?
2: Dude, all right. So I, I, I'm going to preface this the way I preface everything else I say on this podcast, which is that's this, relative? It's relative. Okay. But I think My Giant is probably my favorite movie we've watched so far. Interesting. Yeah. And that's not because My Giant's really good or anything. <laughs> But like my giant, um, really like actually is like a like a a movie. I mean, it's 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 as like <laughs> it's as like, you know, boringly put together as like any PG like '90s comedy, I guess could be. But, Where
1: a guy learns a lesson about I, what it means to be a real dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: but it is really like th- this is actually like a, a, a true. This is truly a movie.
1: Yeah, I think it kind of brings up the same questions that we've kind of had with like Under Siege and Executive Decision. Where it's like, at what point would you rather have like a not great standard normal movie or some sort of just absolute, just nonsense, <laughs> some balls to the wall <laughs> nonsense? I mean, I would still take out for justice over this, like in terms of like,
2: if I had to pick one to watch one.
1: Yeah. And so you're just saying the best, like, yeah, just this is the, like the best movie. Yeah. I, I think that it kind of just has to be by default.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, the Kurt Russell movie stood a chance executive decision had a chance
1: yeah it squandered it though it did um but i mean let's kind of just dig into it yeah um plot's pretty simple Mm -hmm. uh billy crystal's a washed up agent uh trying to get his big break by booking the next big star uh goes to romania meets uh (laughs) and, and you're gonna probably do this better than me what's our titular giant's name
2: um the uh, actor the actor is uh, uh george mirazon
1: george mirazon
2: yeah he is uh i was actually aware of george before this movie um it was an nba player that, that uh played for our our uh, nearby washington wizards i think they were the bullets when he played there but in the mid to late 90s so he has uh he's got a little bit of hometown flavor for me anyway
1: yeah i cheered every time he was on the screen (laughs)
2: yeah he played i Um, think before i was born almost his entire career but uh but yes i was actually a little bit aware of george mirazon i was kind of excited about it to be honest
1: did he live up to your hopes he was about what i expected i think he's fine yeah i mean
2: he's an nba player
1: yeah being in a movie yeah it does kind of have that like uh when you have an nba player like on snl hosting you yep. know like with the athletes and like one of the better ones like there are some where it's like hard to watch yep and there's some where it's like uh like charles barkley yeah always to go yeah on SNL. charles barkley seems like he um, knows what
2: to do in front of the camera so yeah
1: and then i mean you got like uh your michael jordan's like mm-hmm. at space jam mm-hmm. definitely just feels like you know they put a basketball player in a movie <laughs> but he's like fine he gets through it um
2: and then you have your seagull uh tier players <laughs> yeah well i was
1: gonna say actually Kyrie irving and uncle drew oh yeah i actually uh, haven't seen uncle drew not great no. but pretty impressive because oh, yeah, that's right. one where it's not like they're just like a basketball player like in a movie you know mm-hmm. even though he's not literally playing himself here i mean it kind of just is you know he's just playing yeah. a dude who's tall yeah he's still
2: um, i i wonder i wonder what the movie was was uh was like for for him because like a big part of this movie is that George Mirazan is um disastrously tall and he that
1: is you say a big part of the movie but quite literally the point of the movie is that he's a a tall man
2: yeah well I, I mean that in the sense that like they they deal with the mortality of of uh exceedingly tall people like George Mirazan and that's not made up for the movie as far as i'm aware like i I know a lot of like seven foot seven type of people
1: no the the movie is based on um billy crystal's friendship with andre the giant oh wow so it's i i I didn't look that much into it but i have to assume the the ending kind of is inspired by Mm -hmm. andre the giant's passing
2: yeah well and and obviously they didn't know this yet because um uh, manute bull who was uh, another seven foot seven nba player okay who played are at the we, same time are we as, getting into our basketball a, a little bit well he played at the same time as george mirazon in 2010 i think at the age of 47 he did die or yeah, it was like 47 or 50 years old he, he did die pretty young so i do i do worry uh not worry but i wondered about that about george mirazon like i wondered if this was like to him a very dark movie <laughs> um but but on the whole like this i don't know this thing was like pretty watchable
1: um, yeah i didn't i don't think I like paused it yeah. <laughs> like I needed a break like yeah. I have for some of the most recent ones I actually think it's been most um weeks as far back as I can like remember I've needed to take like a breather yeah and I definitely just like watched this all the way through might have gone to the bathroom but for mm. the most part I was definitely on board for the whole thing
2: yeah it was generally a pretty enjoyable
1: film at least
2: I guess I found I found it enjoyable because I'm just so used to just so much steven seagal on my on my screen and the way that steven is uh characterized in this movie um in like the build-up to steven in this movie actually made me kind of enjoy watching steven because of the context of it because i'm just gonna get it out of the way the little Mm -hmm. kid in this movie i'm so jealous of this this kid (laughs) this guy does a better job of of taking steven down than we have (laughs) ever 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 come to he does he does
1: absolutely shred steven to pieces yeah um yeah, the, there's like a because uh, e- we were both concerned about like what this was gonna be, how we're gonna talk about this movie. If we were just gonna like go through the whole thing, you know, even though it's not about Steven, which I, I guess we could in theory. Um, right. There's enough there, I guess. Um, and there's some stuff that I kind of just want to bring up, but yeah. uh, for the most part, it definitely is. Um, there's a specter of Steven Seagal. Over yeah. the entire movie,
2: <laughs> yeah, there really is. <laughs> there really is uh,
1: a huge, really a huge plot element is that he he is uh, estranged from his son, and to like, Billy Crystal is yes, yeah, um, and to like impress his son, he wants to become Steven Seagal's agent. So so much of the movie is this like build up to him trying to like, more or less, impress Steven Seagal, and he ends up um, discovering George mirazon mirazon yeah, <laughs> uh, who plays Max um and basically deciding that he's going to be his big star takes him to where they're shooting this new steven movie and he gets them to hire him as the villain and then he dies and that's the end of the movie uh, yeah just to sum it all up
2: yeah <laughs> to really pack it in
1: but let's just walk through it just a little bit sure just a little just get a little taste in there um this movie. did you laugh
2: I smile?
1: laughed I laughed once. You laughed once. What was your laugh? I laughed at I got two, I think.
2: Um and look it's a pretty childish laugh but there there is one uh scene where george marazon uh jumps into his bed like a like a like a, like a, little, like a little kid <laughs> and it's like it's bedtime and he like jumps head first into his bed and then this is this really loud just like creaking of the bed underneath him and look it's it's pretty stupid but i i thought that was pretty funny i,
1: mean, yeah. I don't know
2: if that was like a, a planned joke in the movie was, but yeah.
1: i uh, i mean i laughed there's a surprising amount of mileage that they get out of just the two of them next to each other yeah that very first scene where they meet uh, like Billy Crystal's they're like it's it's shot pretty well it's a good frame of them like at this dinner table yeah. George Mirzans just absolutely fucking huge yeah <laughs> Billy Crystal is a tiny little man yeah and it's it's a very good juxtaposition yeah Um, I got two laughs yeah go for him one is the very beginning he's talking about what a good agent he is and how his whole life he's been able to convince people of things and then there's a little like uh cutaway where he's convinced his orthodox father to start eating pork.
0: Yeah, I like that. That I, was it pretty. Made
1: good. Me, it, made yeah. me, it made me. It made me giggle. Yeah. Um, and then later on, there's a family dinner, where we get a bunch of sitcom moms and. Uh, oh George yeah. Mears, like, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if
2: I laughed here, but, I, but...
1: I, I I I laughed. Maybe I didn't like. It wasn't hearty, but I it was I probably chuckled or grinned enough to call it a laugh. Sure. Um, but you get Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond, and then Estelle Harris from Seinfeld. And Estelle Harris, they're all just sort of, like, asking George on questions, and Estelle Harris is just, um... And because it's PG, she doesn't even get it out, right? which is kind of a bummer. I think it would have been funnier. But yeah. she's basically just like, how big is it? <laughs> and then everybody freaks out, and they, like, drag her away. Yeah. They aren't just like, that's inappropriate. They, like, drag her away. Yeah, like, like, she's it, kicking it, and screaming. It ruins
2: dinner. Like, dinner yeah. is done.
1: It's uh, pretty good. I like that quite a lot. Yeah, I have to agree with that um um
2: yeah yeah so so yeah those were those were were laughs and then i i definitely grinned at um uh at at the kid talking about steven seagal anytime he talked about steven seagal yeah um
1: Uh, so our first kind of the specter of steven starts haunting us when uh He's talking to his son. He's like, Look, I have to go to Romania. We're shooting this big movie, but we're going to take it to Cannes. And there'll be all the big stars Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Seagal. And the kid's like, Steven Seagal is going to be there. And Billy Crystal's like, Yeah, you like Steven Seagal? And the kid says, He's really scary, like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, which I, I did quite like. But it, yeah. it's, it, it's weird because the movie, like the whole bit, steven's whole bit is that he is like a huge dick and scary and it's weird to see him playing into that character because um because <laughs> it's real <laughs> yeah and even in 1998 like it was real like this kid's like i saw it in entertainment tonight and like even by then stuff about steven was coming out yeah so it's like true <laughs> yeah and then the movie like in the movie Billy Crystal crystal's like oh that stuff's all made up Um, and the kid's like wow my dad could be Steven Seagal's agent and it's just a weird way to handle it yeah it
2: is it's all very weird and so um, (laughs) the weirdest part about the whole thing is that I would argue that this is uh, Steven's best performance in any movie we've seen him in Um,
1: Steven yeah absolutely yeah, without question again relative but for Steven this is some like next level stuff (laughs) he's like game changing here again for him for him but yeah no he i
2: like didn't even roll my eyes at him or like anything he didn't say anything stupid um and you know our granny's around a very talented billy crystal in the scene that he's in but um
1: and uh dan castellaneta
2: yeah and so and 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 of course our boy george and uh (laughs) and so it's uh his scene is like pretty funny or you know it's it's it, no I it's mean, good it, yeah, yeah.
1: It, again it makes it extra weird because at the time it wasn't just it also stuff that i just just to be clear yeah. the stuff that was out about him in 1998 wasn't just like he was a dick and hard to work with it was like that he was abusive yeah <laughs> so it just makes it, it makes it very weird and it puts a weird taste in my mouth that they're like trying to have fun with the idea of steven seagal being a dick when he's like a real world monstrous dick, even then.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that's absolutely what what was weird about it. And actually my point wasn't even to praise Stevens, uh, acting in this movie, which, which you could, but I I was more going to allude to, um, the fact that he's not acting. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he's not making anything up. (laughs)
1: And I, and I think that it's probably going to come down to just like the filmmaking team. I think that the people behind it and Michael Lehman, um not a super prolific dude but still gonna just i don't know i think well i'll always andrew davis I'll always fuck up that dude's name yeah but our buddy from above the law and under siege who did like the fugitive and mm-hmm. stuff i mean he's a pretty legitimate director so i don't know i don't know um but they do get a good steven out of steven better than snl where he kind of is just doing like the same bits and this that he did on snl and a lot of those sketches yeah but infinitely better yeah for sure. um but it's it's tough um some some things i just want to point out real quick sure um when billy crystal goes to romania and they're shooting a movie uh the director of the movie is uh jeer burns could be getting his name wrong i think it's jeer didn't look it up <laughs> um and he plays win duffy unjustified um which is what i immediately recognized him from but then i did remember um when I saw him on a little show called Breaking Bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I actually didn't remember that. So that's, that's good that yeah. we, uh, we caught that one. And uh, the, yeah. the
1: later seasons, I think it's just like starts at season five. Um, yeah. But um, Aaron Paul goes to like rehab or something, you know, right. and he starts going to those like campouts, and those meetings. Mm. And um, Jared Burns plays the dude who like leads those meetings and stuff. Damn.
2: Yeah. I do remember those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I only reason I recognized him is because I recognized him from Justified. Mm-hmm. And I'm like keyed in now for these Breaking Bad things and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember recognizing him on Breaking Bad. Yep. Yeah. Um so we got another Breaking Bad dude. Yeah. Um And then I don't know, man. I mean <laughs> We as we said, there's probably not gonna be like too much there. It's not super meaty. It definitely follows like It's very formulaic. Yeah, even like it kind of follows the same formula as, like, a movie about a dog would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it, yeah. It does. He it just does. like Yeah, or, like, a movie about, like, Bigfoot. You know, he finds, like, this kind of, like, mysterious thing everybody's amazed by. He, like, grows fond of it. It dies, and it teaches him how to be a better father. Yeah. Like, you could make this movie with him as, like, some sort of mythical beast. Like well, they did they, the there,
2: there is one scene in the movie where, um, where up until that point, it is, like, the plot of King Kong. Uh, and they like do the the whole King Kong bit, where he's like a sleazy businessman brings a a, a giant to New York City, and uh, they they do that whole bit, which is actually and, one of the better jokes. And they foreshadow his death. And they foreshadow his death. Yeah. So you know, shout out to my giant for having like real uh, yeah. elements of real movies in it. <laughs> yeah. And I I don't think uh, that my giant is reviewed particularly well, if uh, if I'm not mistaken but i I actually think that um i I don't know what it's like tomato meter or anything is but but uh that might even be a little bit harsh i actually think that my giant was like generally a relatively enjoyable movie to watch it it was not yeah it was not like special or anything but it was it's pretty middle of the road which honestly i'm like kind of happy about yeah yeah Uh,
1: yeah i remember thinking like back when we started this and we were like unsure about doing it i was like it, it'll probably just be a good break yeah and <laughs> I mean, it, it really was yeah <laughs> it was it definitely was yeah and i think it's a good kind of palate cleanser before we get into the um in that direct to dvd stuff yeah there's uh um, right around the corner yeah <laughs> so um he ends up taking george marazon to vegas where steven's shooting this movie called um what was it like, it was something really good too because i had to look it up to make sure it wasn't a real movie <laughs> it's called double or
2: nothing <laughs> double or nothing yeah
1: yeah and double or nothing um he t- basically he tries to convince steven to hire george marazon as the villain um george marazon recites some shakespeare and it like convinces steven it doesn't really make sense no it doesn't make sense to him but it's not like a great monologue he just basically like I thought that I words. thought that was what
2: was funny about it. Was that it, he know. is just like shouting like whatever it is like uh, Henry the or whatever yeah, was, whatever whatever, whatever the Shakespeare be. I don't know
1: if that was I'm was revealing I'm not, not. I, I don't
2: know my Shakespeare here. Our, our Shakespearean uh, uh uh our big Shakespeare fans I listeners know. are are, are going to be very angry at me. Yeah. Um but I I don't know maybe I was giving the movie too much credit. I thought that was the
1: joke. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I don't know. Yeah. Um he has steven call his son and this is where we get the scene where the kid just tears into steven seagal he's because he doesn't think it's actually steven he thinks it's his dad doing a voice yeah which is interesting yeah which again (laughs) i'd kill to
2: be able to (laughs) have people mistake me for steven seagal (laughs) at the end of our Um, episodes but
1: the the kid um says things like you have a stupid ponytail try acting lessons and um like, this is a legitimate question, not a bit. Did it make you nervous? A little bit, yeah. I, I was a little nervous. I was like, dude, Steven's going to blow up on this kid. <laughs> I know. Like, Steven's going to go to Chicago and
2: murder this I, boy.
1: <laughs> I was, it was going to be like fucking Mo when Bart brings. Like, listen, you little me. piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, and I was nervous because I was like, and in hindsight, now I realize that they probably just Stephen was holding a phone, and they didn't tell him what this kid was going to be saying. But I'm, I was, I guess, to the compliments of my giant, I was in the movie enough that I was just like, Stephen, for real, is going to be like, how is he? How is he okay? Everybody on set that day is going to be in danger.
2: Yeah, if they if they made him redo this like more than once, <laughs> Steven's going to be in uh, a bad fucking mood.
1: Yeah, well, they almost certainly just gave him the phone, or just like hold the phone. And yeah, he was like, okay, now say this yeah um um and so yeah we have this whole sort of subplot
2: with george Mirazan and and him uh uh being in love with this this girl that he knew when he was 14 or whatever
1: because mm-hmm. she kissed him she behind kissed him the fountain of the virgin yep
2: behind the fountain of the virgin and um i guess this is like maybe the only weird part of this movie is that like there is no like like actual uh like a moment where these two people come together because she's just so creeped out by well, George Marisol. I
1: kind of liked that. I think that
2: it's well yeah, I, I didn't say it was bad. It's just the only
1: like w- yeah. weird thing I about the movie. I don't know. I I I would agree. It kind of plays with I mean like the real formulaic thing that would be like that she never forgot him and I don't know. It would have been pretty trite. It would have been pretty tough. Yeah, it would uh, been... for like anybody. Yeah, and very sugary. <laughs> they go this thing where he has his wife pretend to be this woman. Mhm. And that makes them realize that they still love each other. Yeah. I guess that part was a little bit weird for me.
2: Yeah, it's definitely pretty weird. It's, it's,
1: I, I guess it makes sense. It, it, I mean, it definitely feels like they kind of just were like, how do we, how do we wrap this movie up while yeah, yeah, like, like, sure like, we, well, he dies? Like,
2: like Billy Crystal needs something at the end of this too, doesn't he? <laughs> and, uh, they, 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 they bring both of our, uh our main boys uh they're uh you know they all they all wrap it up together i guess
1: yeah and then he dies and then he dies and And he goes and sees
2: his parents and he dies
1: yeah he goes to see his parents who abandoned him it's i mean you know we're wrapping everything up with a little bow um yeah i mean it's fine yeah it's (laughs) It's just super fine it's it's my giant um steven's not gonna get much of a
2: sentence for me this week um because usually if we see a thing like the snl episode Mm -hmm. where like everything around steven's like pretty fine or or from anywhere from fine to like really good because there were some really good bits on that snl episode Mm -hmm. but steven just drags it down unbelievably
1: yeah
2: and um steven actually doesn't do that in this movie
1: yeah i mean i think that the i think it would be better with a different actor like yeah. in theory you know if you got just about anybody else who's maybe a little bit more charismatic <laughs> maybe you're excited to see him on the screen right um it's so weird to me that they picked steven seagal too because this movie came out in 1998 the same year of his first direct-to-dvd release and of course i mean like they probably weren't aware of that at the time of production mm-hmm. but he was still on his way down yeah like he's all the way down yeah like he's at the bottom of that like theatrical action star barrel it is a very bizarre choice for the like big action hero cameo absolutely but i mean that's my giant you got really anything else that you want to say about my giant?
2: yeah there really isn't very much to say about it um it's 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 okay it's not particularly like heartwarming or funny or anything like that but it is like watchable i guess Uh, I, i don't know what the chances are that you'll be uh you know that uh that you our listener are a uh a grandparent and (laughs) and my giant might be on uh direct tv one day but if it's on you know you might not be remiss letting your kid watch it (laughs) you know that sounds like a recommendation it's not a recommendation you didn't pay for it (laughs) but if it were on in the background you might not need
1: to change it i i think that this is still something i definitely wouldn't recommend mainly because there's just no point um, yeah
2: i guess that's my point i'm not saying go buy it i'm just Harry saying and
1: henderson's <laughs> and get like the same effect <laughs> yeah um I guess uh, much sadder if you're
2: if you're a, if you're a washington wizards uh, aficionado and, and watch you, uh, uh, space jam
1: <laughs> well uh, michael jordan
2: was a wizard so yeah so even yeah. i knew that yeah so i that guess you have time. to i guess you have to watch space Jam. Well, you know he was a bull then
1: it's okay
2: it's different well george really. was he still was playing george was still playing in dc when this movie came out okay well
1: still uh, still <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we watch uh, The Water Horse. Legend. Yeah, no, the look, there's,
2: al- there's always going to be a, a million movies that are better than the one that we watched on any given week. Um, so yeah, like, don't, you know, don't go buy it. You're probably not going to find it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go out of your way to buy this movie. Um... So yeah, I, yeah, that's my giant. I mean
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm totally cool to just wrap up my giant Yeah, I d I didn't We went in knowing it was not gonna be a huge uh
2: Yeah I mean I pretty conversation much conversation starter. I pretty much stopped writing things after the kid just ripped Steven apart. because um, the rest of the is so easy to follow. You don't need to write anything to remember it. Yeah, and just... I I
1: didn't take much notes. I basically just wrote down the stuff that I kinda liked. Um Yeah. Felt like saying for the most part though. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's definitely if you <laughs> If you find yourself watching through all of Steven Seagal's filmography, it's a nice enough distraction. But... Yeah. Which we really hope you're not doing. Yeah. I mean, Don't watch <laughs> with us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You feel good? You feel good? Anything else you want to say about My Giant? Yeah. Are we there's... get into sentencing now? Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. Let's just go ahead and sentence now because I, I, I consider our plan today
1: to be kind of part A and B. So. Okay. Well, then let's dig into some IMDb trivia. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, almost i'm gonna sneeze i'm just mourning you i'm mourning (laughs) you and i'm mourning the listeners okay um anyway there's only like six uh now i'm gonna feel weird if i don't sneeze it's fine but maybe
2: maybe i'll sneeze okay
1: (laughs) and we can pretend it was me yeah yeah all right um only like six items on that imdb trivia most of them were just naming people whose like first movie it was like the dude from boy meets world plays uh the actor that Steven's in Romania for, who fires... Not Steven. yo know, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm just like a trained dog. Yeah. Um, Billy Crystal's actor who fires him. Yeah. Um, but there was one thing that I did like, uh, which was, and again, IMDb trivia, take it with a grain of salt. Sure. But uh, Billy Crystal originally wanted to play the role of the titular giant, but was convinced by producers that he would be better as Sammy came in.
2: Dude, that sounds like something we would have written i know exactly that's <laughs> what i was thinking it's just so weird it's like billy <laughs>
1: like that can't be true billy why
2: that cannot be true yeah i don't actually well i don't know they made jack black a giant they can do anything
1: they made jack black a giant
2: didn't they and uh
1: gulliver's travels, gulliver's travels.
2: <laughs> yeah isn't he a giant in that movie well
1: he's a giant because everyone else is small though
2: well yeah i, I just mean you know movie magic man they uh, could have done well
1: it. i yeah. yeah they made ian mckellen a giant that's maybe a little bit or um sure. Hagrid? No, it, 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 yeah no I, Hagrid I mean himself
2: i guess i just wanted to, to reason myself yeah no it could it could have happened
1: yeah, it would just be fucking weird
2: well and I, I i don't know i don't know how tall that actor that that plays Hagrid is but i just know that jack black is short so that
1: was well the, i'm pretty sure that ha- they made Hagrid look bigger than he is well, well yeah
2: <laughs> my, my
1: point was how my point was like well maybe he was, was like kind Hagrid. of big to start with i was tr- i was trying to make a
2: reference point of somebody that was already small to start with
1: in the books Hagrid is eight feet six inches how, bag was how, how big was Hagrid how big how bag was Hagrid <laughs> in the movies <laughs> how big was Hagrid in the movies eight feet six inches that's just not true all right that's he, that's because he's next to all those children man he looks he looks bigger maybe all right well, like, we're not gonna you get know it what this. yeah we're all right I'm not know, gonna do we, it.
2: we don't like to we don't like to touch on you know hot button celebrities like jk rowling we only like to pick the, or the, Hagrid uh, or hagrid we only like to go with the safe ones like steven seagal yeah
1: exactly we don't want to get entangled in any sort of, <laughs> any sort of controversial, controversial figures yeah, yeah yeah um again like the now canceled hagrid
2: yeah yeah Hagrid got in a lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually aren't even gonna say what he did
1: yeah We should never tweet in those tweets <laughs> At any um, rate. Um, so what trivia are we going to add for my giant?
2: Well, the first thing that came to my mind um, was just last week's trivia again. Uh, because last week we said that we Stephen wanted to be in um, Scary Movie. And so the first... The fir- that was not last oh, week. That, but- oh, okay. Two weeks ago. What did we say last week? Oh, they wanted to be in the band. That, yeah, That's what I guess that,
1: that is our new... Well, no, it wasn't even that he wanted to be in Scary Movie. It was just that he liked it just scary, that he scary It just that he liked Scary It was a very yeah, yeah.
2: That's what was, I I mixed those two weeks. I put those two weeks together. So my first thing was that Stephen wanted to get a tryout for, for the Wizards.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like a Billy Crystal movie. And I was like, no. Billy Crystal movie is going to pull out? Um, uh, or that he wanted to become a
2: minority owner of, of a basketball team. But... Uh, that's all I got. So if we, uh, if we got nothing, we can roll with that. Well, but if you, if you, if you're, if you're cooking something up, I'd love to hear it.
1: I, based on, um, the trivia that I read just now, I did like the idea of just adding the trivia that says Billy Crystal originally wanted to play the role of Steven Seagal or conversely, <laughs> yeah. Steven Seagal originally wanted to play the role of Billy Crystal, but he was convinced by producers that he would be better as himself. <laughs> Um, but that's a little, I think that would get us, um, not approved. I think it's a little too, um, I guess obvious. Sure. A gag. Yeah. Um, I think now, well, hold on. Yeah. Okay. We do something like, um, Steven, Steven Seagal scenes took longer to film than scheduled because he kept trying to challenge George on to basketball games.
2: I think that's a, a really good combination of of what we were cooking up here. I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's a collaborative effort if I've ever heard one.
1: All right. Now what if (laughs) he was specifically challenging him to horse?
2: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I think horse is a, a game that always carries a certain amount of comedic value.
1: Steven Seagal's scenes took longer to shoot than scheduled because he kept taking time to challenge excuse me while i go to copy and paste george mirazon's name <clears throat> we know this is always the most exciting part of the podcast it's just listening to me type out
2: loud yeah and we know you guys are thankful for the fact that we never take it out
1: <laughs> <laughs> well this is when they get to like summarize it you know yeah before we were spitballing but now they get to know the exact wording I use.
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: um and now horse what i do it like h dash o or just like all, horse all caps
2: you know i just go horse all caps
1: no i'm gonna do the full dash okay yeah
2: again the viewers will love that
1: uh, with the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and because we're doing this early enough, we will probably be able to check in. Which I, uh, oh, <laughs> it was immediately <laughs> rejected. Oh no! But that's because it didn't like me putting all those dashes for horse. I think. Oh okay. Oh no, it didn't like the S in George Mirazan's name. Oh. So I think we're still on board. For a second, I thought I'd been like shadow banned from imdb yeah um wait what
2: okay hold on what a heartbreaking development that that would be such a huge part of our podcast taken from us
1: okay i think we're good great it is giving me a really hard time It wanted me to punctuate it better and stuff but we're fine now yeah it's okay everyone They, they can't
2: shadow ban you but they're just gonna fucking bully you for your grammar
1: yeah um so last week's for fire down below was steven seagal tried to convince co-star Lee von helm to reunite the band but featuring himself on lead guitar instead of robbie robertson steven seagal continued to pursue this until helm's death and this was approved nobody has found it interesting yet but i found it interesting yeah and our avid fans did yeah of course okay sentencing <sighs> my giant sentencing so this is what we're all here for. And then everybody can tune out for the rest of the episode. <laughs>
2: yeah. Cause nothing interesting is going to happen.
1: Um, that's not true. I think we have a pretty good, we got
2: a pretty good second half for you guys. <clears throat>
1: um, you got a, you got a sentence?
2: Yeah. So I think uh, just for the sake of making it easy to type, I'm just going to just go with a nice one year on this one. Um, I, feel, I feel like there's no reason to, to really up a punishment here. Um, cause we're going to have so, so many reasons to do that in the next few weeks. Yep. So I, I'm going to, I'm gonna let Steven have his kind of grace week here for me, uh, where it's just like, you know what this week, I really can't point to very much that you did wrong. Um, aside from it, just the whole aura being very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I guess the whole aura around every Steven Skull <laughs> movie is weird. So it's like, it's all, it almost feels wrong for me to add too much for that. So, um, I'm just going to give it a year. Um, and uh yeah just leave it at that
1: i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 3.5 3.5 because the aura was very weird to me yeah I i mean that's
2: totally fair
1: i get it and like it is probably ultimately a little excessive um i try and definitely go from the approach of like oh it's gonna get so much worse yeah but there's really nothing ex- excessive that you can do on this podcast though i
2: mean under <laughs> siege 2 got a got a life sentence yeah. uh from from nolan so it's there's really
1: no there's nowhere to go
2: you know <laughs> nothing the, there's no like scale to this anymore
1: <laughs> all right so we are looking at after an additional 4.5 years and then of course this is all in addition to the Well, the final count includes the life sentence that he already deserves. Right. So he has two life sentences and 192 years. Is that all? (laughs) Yeah. And we are... He's earned every one of them. Like a fifth through. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's my giant. Do you want to, like, we can do, like, a little break? You know, like, have, like, a little musical interlude to pull us into this mysterious second section? Yeah, sure. We're going to be busting out our... uh, Um... As I called them, the My Giant Stevie Awards. Awesome. Um,
2: (laughs) Which was supposed to. be... Are we in the break right now?
1: No, we're leading into the break. Oh, we're leading into the break. We're leading into the break (laughs) Um, because we're gonna introduce them, and then now is gonna be when we put in the music, Mm -hmm. like the award show music, you know, Mm -hmm. and the announcer. Right, and you can do it because we hired we hired the announcer, and you can do the the (laughs) announcer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Don Pardo's ghost. Yeah. All right. They'll all be here. Do you want me like you know we're gonna do like an actual break? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm just hit a, little, hit a little pause on there. Okay. Welcome back to the My Giants TV Awards. Um, but before we do that I do have a game. Okay. Oh, um, and um how do you wanna do this one with with some stakes or you wanna just have it be some fun? Or do you wanna <laughs> put some steaks, make it like uh do like a, like a drinking game? <laughs> let's put stakes on it okay yeah um so i have a total of nine questions okay so you got to get five, five five right yeah you get five. okay otherwise uh, otherwise you have to watch above the law again <laughs> fuck
2: i hate above the law <laughs> all right let's do it
1: and this one is called steve or no steve oh my god all right And you have to basically, I'm going to name a movie. Mm -hmm. And this is a game we can only play really this early. Okay. Because I'm going to name a movie, and you have to tell me if it's either going to be a Steven Seagal movie that we will eventually be watching, or a movie that stars Stone Cold Steve Austin.
2: (laughs) Okay, great.
1: All right. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, sure. Tactical Force. Uh, Seagal. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Fuck. Born to Raise Hell. Austin. Seagal fuck really jesus hunt to kill austin correct nice recoil seagal stone cold steve austin fuck you now got three wrong end of a gun seagal correct mercenary for justice seagal correct (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, i'm excited about this one yeah. <laughs> just to say it out loud yeah sure smosh the movie
2: i mean the, the, this is by this has to be stone called steve austin yeah it's I, I was gonna say
1: i know you'd know if we were watching smosh the movie you'd have heard about <laughs> yeah, it by now. I,
2: yeah somebody must have brought that up by this point
1: okay so we got two left and you're at three and four does that make sense
2: (laughs) i've gotten three right and four wrong three wrong three wrong and four right hey all right so i think it means
1: that you just have to get one one right okay yeah Yeah. okay the perfect weapon Mm. austin Steven Seagal. fuck
2: oh that's a bummer
1: four to four it's all gonna come down to this one
2: that's fucked dude okay
1: you think you're ready need a minute
2: i'm never gonna be ready but let's just do it
1: maximum conviction seagal this movie stars stone cold steve austin and steven seagal they are both in it together fuck yes i knew it from
2: seagal's page i've i've read that that title before
1: okay what was it was a, a give me anyway so you're welcome, but okay. Well,
2: there were kind of so, two things in there, but
1: I guess that's true, Yeah.
2: but um, I went, okay. Yeah.
1: Congratulations. I <laughs> wow. have once again, avoided rewatching above the law. I you really would Steve never want to watch
2: above the law ever again. If I don't
1: have to. All right. And let's, let's dig into these awards. Let's, yeah, this is um, exciting. Do you want to go through our categories or just bring up our categories as we hit them?
2: I think we should bring them up as we hit them. I okay. think that, I think that's a little extra suspense. To yeah. Each place we go to.
1: Absolutely. So we got nine categories. Um, basically eight of them are like real categories. <sighs> they have um, three nominees each and then we each pick our winner and we all have, our, we have our own respective nominees and winners. Yep. And then our final ninth one, no nominees, just one flat winner. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first with our first category or you want me to start us off? Uh,
2: I'll
1: go first uh, okay. for the first one here. And Kurt. then do you want to do it like we both go our nominees and then our winners or we just go nominees and winners? And Let's then do winners.
2: nominees and then winners. I think that's a good idea. Nominees each? Yeah, nominees each okay. and then winners. All right. So, so we're starting it. with uh, best line, right? absolutely so we're starting with best line so and this best
1: best in a little bit of question mark yeah no, best, quote, quotation yeah marks. best quotation
2: marks and as i recall uh and if this is incorrect then i did the category wrong this could be this could be said by anybody right correct okay so i'm gonna go with uh my my top three lines here steven said two of them mm-hmm. um, same but one of them steven did not say and I wonder if we have the same. I have, a, I have a feeling we might have had yeah. the, the same one on. We here. probably <laughs> This was one, a, sure a pretty big one.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we do. Um,
2: so um, my three are going to go with uh, the first one here is from Out for Justice, mm-hmm. uh, and this is uh, Stephen uh, talking to Patty Madonna, um as who, as I recall, is. She's like the sister of of uh, the bad guy Richie in the movie, or, or, you're, or she, she's you're some the sort who had to she's, look it up. She's a, she's <laughs> an
1: associate
2: of Richie's in the movie. Yeah, no, um, she works at a a, a, like a like a strip club. If I remember yeah, it's, right. a it's a sister. it's why they have the same last name. I don't remember Richie's last name. Well, oh, it was God. Madonna. Anyway, um, so he's he's talking to Patty Madonna, and uh, they Steven's referencing one of the strippers in the uh, in the strip oh, club, God. <laughs> 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 and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Detective Gino says, uh, "Who?" who Stephen says, "Who's this one over here?" To which Patty says, "Which one?" And Stephen says, "The one with the one with nipples you could dial a phone with." <laughs> um, uh, uh, one of the best lines in any movie ever. Um, then, of course, we have Arlie Armies' uh, unbelievable monologue about yep. Stephen in. Um, on Deadly, deadly ground. ground.
1: Yep. Yeah, I got that. That's,
2: yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and recite it. We've recited it in, in in full on this show before, but I'm going to go for it one more time. Uh, in referencing Steven, he says, he's the kind of guy... That would drink a gallon of gasoline just so he could piss in your campfire you could drop this guy off at the arctic circle wearing a pair of bikini underwear without his toothbrush and tomorrow afternoon he's going to show up at your poolside with a million dollar smile and a fistful of pesos um never before has steven skull been <laughs>
1: described so eloquently yeah no i i have the same one
2: and then the last one is another steven and it's um it's uh it's a pretty brief one it's a pretty quick one but it's uh, it, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty memorable one where Steven says, "For three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, he'll fuck anything once." Okay. And uh, so those are, those are the three that stuck out in my mind uh, okay. the most.
1: From... Those are some good ones. Yeah. Um, so I also have the Arlie Army, uh, which I won't do again as much as I would like to. Yeah, because it is um, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on Steven's tombstone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it ought to be. Um, so I have that. Yeah. And then I also have two from Marked for Death. Okay, great. Um. I remember Mark for Death had some good ones. It has the one where he's about to kill Jimmy Fingers, and Jimmy Fingers says, I'm a made fucking man. And Steven says, <laughs> God made man." <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, which is a very small one. It's very simple, you know? It's not flashy, mm-hmm. but it's so bizarre. It's just so fucking weird that it. Yeah. it has, I have a little soft spot for it. Yeah. Uh, and then we have where Steve pulls up to the drug dealers, and they say, You want some blow? And Steven says... Yes, I want some blow. Put your hands where I can see them, or I'm gonna blow your head off. <laughs> yeah, marked for death. Uh, pulled no punches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was actually there was like quite a few in marked for death. Um, yeah, there's the honorable mention of um, one thought he was invincible, the other thought he could fly. <laughs> they were both, both wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was a good one. Um, of course, we can't get a shot at the blood bank. Of uh, course,
1: I'm surprised yeah. you don't have it on there.
2: I thought about the blood bank, but. Um, the, the, I, I, I thought that these two were were better, and then yeah. the, the early Army ones. The, yeah, the, not even a question. I just said it's not even a question, yeah. which is going to bring us to uh, us, us picking our winners
1: here. And I guess I kind of spoiled mine. It's it's Darlie Army quote. It's it's. Uh, I think because I was confident enough that you were probably gonna pick that one. Yeah. Um I went with one that just has a very special place in my heart. Is it God made men? It's God made men. It, and it is a great one. It. There's yeah. something about it that <laughs> it just made no sense. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like a very good kind of little microcosm of what's wrong with Steven and the way he talks and just everything about these movies. I couldn't not pick it. It's the one that sticks with me the most when I think of a, a bizarre line. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah, which takes us to the next one. And, um, I'll start the noms on this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, grossest moment. Yeah, we had a few. And, um, my noms were, "It's hard to kill, Stephen fucks his wife. (laughs) Yep. Um, (laughs) fire down below, Stephen proposes an incestuous threesome. (laughs) like directly to the twins yeah at at their job yeah um and then i have a little a little a little uh coupled nomination okay sure i got a little i I cheated a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, these are nominated together as one entity um steven gouging tommy lee jones's eyes out and under siege and then him gouging out Screwface's eyes and marked for death sure
2: so we actually have two, uh, uh, I have two of those.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I have, uh, Stephen sex scenes. Yeah. And, uh, the eye gouging Got in, it. in Mark for death. Um, I also just had the final kill in, um, in,
1: uh, above the law. Um, oh the first time he breaks the dude's neck with his <laughs> yeah. hand or arm yeah it's disgusting yeah the was, sound effects are so yeah. gross no that was actually up there for me when i was torn between that and when he kills tommy lee jones and under siege when he just stabs him in the, like the top of the head with the knife yeah um but but i had to go with the ones that i i got
2: yeah there's, tr- um, there's truly nothing heroic about any final scene in any seagal movie
1: and i i think we might have the same winner but um my winner
2: Hard to kill. Stephen fucks his wife. Uh, that was actually number two for me. Uh, uh, I I went with the eye gouging uh, because there enough. is something just so uh, deeply unsettling about the idea of somebody's thumbs in your eye sockets. <laughs> and, no, it's uh, pretty gross. It's 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 really it's even more unsettling than Stephen having sex.
1: It's obviously I don't agree yeah obviously it, but... you
2: don't agree but and I I guess I made my point uh, <laughs> here as well. Okay, so uh, we're on to if I uh, unless I've gotten it mixed up here, it's the stupidest moment.
1: Yes, in a Seagull movie so far. Stupidest moment.
2: Um, okay, so uh, a few of these are really uh, near and dear to me. Okay. Uh, one of them's near and dear to you because I feel like you bring it up a lot. Okay. Um, which is uh, Stephen's small talk in in Out mm. for Justice mm-hmm. um, as they're uh, preparing to to go get Richie and um god i might be blanking on some of the context of this scene. yeah well they're like
1: gearing up he's like buying some guns yeah he's buying, he's he's buying guns or whatever yeah or he just talks
2: to the gun dealer he's still
1: clean he's still clean Are
2: you gotta rehab and everything oh yeah that's cool yeah
1: very stupid that is very stupid
2: uh doesn't belong there um a big one for me is in above the law um is um there's a there's an interrogation scene uh, it's, the, it's kind of in the middle or towards the end of above, above the law where they're in this motel and Stephen comes and breaks up this, this kind of like torture, like interrogation thing. Oh that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And they are just very loudly to mm-hmm. anybody who would like to hear it discussing their plans of like corrupt, of like corruption with the Senator and like, like all, all this like weird fucking Stephen Seagal tier crimes mm-hmm. and stuff that they're doing. <laughs> um, And then uh, one that's very special to me is uh, Stephen's entirely pointless uh, He's a little country, I'm a little (laughs) rock and roll monologue in The Glimmer Man. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. Those are some... (laughs) My computer made a little noise. Okay. (laughs) um, And I panicked. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, All right. My nominees for Stupidest moment. The uh, You Want Some Pussy joke from Hard to Kill, oh. where she puts the, the little kitten that she's been keeping in her pocket all day. Oh, fuck Hard Steven. to Kill, man. <laughs> um, nominee, nominee two, um, Stephen's beard in Hard to Kill. Oh, beautiful. His coma beard.
2: Yeah, the best part of Hard to Kill.
1: And then uh, my third nominee, Stephen talking about the Oscars in Hard to Kill.
2: Wow, yeah, Hard to Kill was pretty dumb, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, was going through my notes, you know, trying to kind of refresh on some of these. Yep. And I was just like looking through all that Oscar shit. And I was like, God, how did we forget? How did we not really brought up the Oscars and Hard to Kill recently? Yeah. Um, uh, you want to give me your pick? Sure. Yeah. Um, for me, stupidest one, Stephen talking about the Oscars and Hard to Kill. Very dumb. Very dumb. <laughs> Very dumb. Very dumb. And he's like, hey, how come you aren't watching the Oscars for that dude? <laughs> Uh, For me, uh,
2: maybe a bit controversial here. I actually went with a little bit country, a little rock and roll uh, Mm -mm. (laughs) joke.
1: (laughs) No, not controversial at all. Anything from the Glimmer Man probably would have been a well-deserved pick.
2: Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, Unbelievably dumb. Uh, And so we are now on to, unless I'm mixing up the order, we're on to best villain.
1: Mm -hmm. We already went over that. We have the order, right?
2: (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. Well, you know space out uh, oh yeah you were paying attention <laughs> yeah yeah i wasn't listening I, was like, yeah, I got it don't worry um okay so the best villain uh this is actually a, a category that in my opinion we were kind of splode for choice a little bit i think that we actually really? had a, a, we had a few villains i feel like for the first four or five movies every time we, we got out of it we would be like wow this guy's fucking really heinous man yeah
1: um, well right now i am willing to make a bet i bet you i bet you anything we have two of them yeah. but i bet you have the same three
2: okay well you know what i'm interested, interested to see here okay um so uh
1: and i I'm, i've immediately backed out and i immediately regret saying that yeah but i know I know, right. I know no matter what one of them we have yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: and so we'll get that one out of the way real quick uh that would be richie mm-hmm. uh in out for justice Yeah. no question yeah th- this this was uh <laughs> this was a slam dunk yeah um i've got tommy lee jones in the Ninja siege yep and I have got the combination of John C. McGinley and Michael Kane in On Deadly Ground.
1: I only have John C. McGinley. Okay. Fair enough. I, I kind of consider them to be like a, just I think that's a, a two headed monster. Fine, yeah, yeah. That was that my I cheat was, category. It does mean I'm absolutely correct. I was absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> we had the same three. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, um,
1: <laughs> see now I am glad I said it out loud. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So maybe we should, um, we
1: just like on the count of three yeah, on the count I of three a question.
2: I don't think it's a question, but you Richie? know what? Can't, can't oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you can still do it on a count of three. Yeah, well, it's fine. Richie. Yeah, it's Richie. Richie. It's the, the crack-addled uh, uh, maniac <laughs> in Out for Justice, Richie. Yeah, how, how could it not be? You look, look, guys, it's the most memorable
1: <laughs> thing to have happened in any of these movies i would i would agree him shooting that lady in the street unbelievable (laughs) just (laughs) game change.
2: yeah and alfred justice has so many of the most memorable moments like the fucking uh well it's funny that i will say that the dog in Mm -hmm. alfred justice is memorable when the movie forgot about the dog but the movie forgetting about the dog is still memorable yeah um and there's the part at the end where uh, Stephen uh, does the uh, like, fuck nuts <laughs> the thing at the end of that movie, which almost made it into my worst line. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that, I forgot about the nipple. I Because I was, I, I was trying, you know, I was actually going to put that in my three and I was looking for the exact quote. And then I saw the nipple thing and I was like, well, that's actually better. No, yeah. That
1: was a, <laughs> a poll you had to make.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, best villain was kind of, it was what it was. So we're on to uh, best supporting actor now
1: yeah non-villainous. non-villainous non-villainous yeah they could not have been uh, a culprit all right you want me to go first yeah you go first time all right i got keith david in marked for death cool uh marg helgenberger as sarah kellogg in fire down below cool and then evan james as danny the sweet physical therapist and hard to kill oh
2: so great so good.
1: He just wanted Stephen to get some pizza. Yep. He just wanted Stephen to get he some pizza. He just wanted Stephen
2: to get that pizza, and Stephen was not having it. Um, so I went with, uh, I guess, people who were actually like, uh, certainly in, re- in relation to, to Danny, the physical therapist here. Uh, people who were like, I tried to pick people who were actually cops alongside uh, Stephen. Okay. As, as part of my picks here, so this this came down to Pam Greer, mm-hmm. in above the law. Yeah, fair enough. Good choice. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans uh,
1: and <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? I, anything about the glimmer, in the man. glimmer man he
2: notice, did his best
1: uh, notice a lack of glimmer man in my choice yes he did his best <clears throat> he did his
2: best he was he was he did his best and uh kelly lebrock and in, in hard to kill uh who i know wasn't a cop alongside him but kelly brock kelly or LeBrock was very good yeah we're very good But kelly LeBrock was in the
1: movie well she was in the movie that is in, true
2: she was in the movie and she is actually my pick for the best supporting actor because she had to be subjected to to having sex and i know she was his wife but it still doesn't matter to me <laughs> doesn't matter to me i originally was going to pick pam Greer just because i like pam Greer. um I, okay but I, I i went with kelly robert because i just feel so
1: bad for her <laughs> um my I, choice was marie helgenberger from fire down below yeah uh, as like a legitimately good performance just like a lady in an entirely different movie <laughs> yeah she she, just she, she did her movie. best
2: yeah she really did and so now the worst performance that mm-hmm. Steven Seagal has put forth in his filmography so far.
1: So far. Out of his glory days. Out of his glory days.
2: Uh, my picks for this were The Glimmer Man, mm-hmm. um, Under Siege 2. Interesting. And Fire Down Below. Same.
1: Yeah. Now, I think my third is going to be a little controversial. Okay. Um, here in this room, um, Out for Justice.
2: Alfred Jessica's really yeah.
1: interesting. I think that part of what makes it so memorable is just how fucking bad he is in it. Fair enough. Um, even though, I mean, the movie itself is not, you know, the worst. Yeah. Um, it just... He's so fucking bad in it. He really is. Yeah.
2: Well, he's, he's just so bad all the time.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess
2: for me with Under Siege, I, I think that the the, the like, kind of common thread with a lot of mine um, is sort of Steven's inability to play like a character that's not killing
1: people okay no that's fair and in under siege too i mean he really has a rough time with that family he stuff. has he yeah. has a really bad time with it is that your pick you didn't... my pick is actually fire down below oh fair. because right. i think fair.
2: that that utilizes the most steven not killing people mm-hmm. and um he, under... he is just so bad at everything in that movie <laughs> yeah and he's um He's at the point where he's like kind of so out of shape that they can't get him to, to actually be in any kind of laborious uh, action sequences. Yeah. So he has just kind of slap fighting people throughout most of that movie.
1: No, I, yeah, I definitely agree.
2: Yeah, there's really nothing redeeming in his performance there.
1: My choice, Glimmer Man. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> and I think that we might hear that as being a choice of yours uh, here down the road as well.
1: <laughs> I've been pretty outspoken. I mean, it's been two weeks, but I hated everything about the Glimmer Man. Yep. And I... I, I don't even think it's a question it's the worst steven performance he's pretty bad he is pretty bad in it he's very
2: bad at it. so this takes us to now our our this is of course all relative yes um but we're, we're gonna go now with or actually you know what maybe we should do the the, the worst three first and then we should do sure. the top okay. three yeah it yeah. doesn't matter no i doesn't think
1: matter. we should crown the winner last okay yeah. um so well see to me though the winner is the absolute worst one
2: well, then, but that's going to be for you. It's going to be Glimmer Man, which is hardly okay. a, hardly a win at all because like okay. it's, it's, well, not, it's, not gonna, it's not it's not going to be fun. Okay, well, I
1: guess we might as well do it now.
2: <laughs> I don't think anybody, any of our art and listeners are going to be any, in any way surprised by by your pick
1: for, okay. the, for the for the worst one here. Well, I'll, then I'll start. Um, yeah, I will just go straight through. This is ranked, so like third to worst, second. And then sure, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. And I think it's going to start off with a, a controversial pick: mm-hmm. Under Siege. Wow, that is a controversial. Pit. I know, but if it, I I was just really thinking about it, and I was thinking about the ones that I would least want to rewatch. Mm-hmm. And under siege, um, <laughs> this, this is the beer episode. By the yeah, way, yeah. <laughs> uh, under siege did nothing for me. I mean, it did nothing for me. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would rather watch Executive Decision. I decided. Wow. Um, <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's that's a that's an indictment. Pretty equal to me. Yeah. And then even like an Above the Law is gonna be like weird and wacky enough mm-hmm. in 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um I, yeah, Under siege did just absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. Um number 2, Hard to Kill. I think that's not a huge surprise. I've also been pretty outspoken about how much I didn't like Hard to Kill. Yep. Um just an actively painful watch. Um and then yeah, the worst is The Glimmer Man. I mean, it's I don't I just don't think it's a question. If yeah. if it's not your least favorite, I will throw a fit <laughs> i'll throw a tantrum like a child i mean first see nothing then a glimmer
2: hmm. and then you're dead
1: man oh well, i guess that's true Just glimmer, i hadn't thought about it that way yeah but...
2: i mean that's a, that's a metaphor for the whole movie
1: <laughs> um so my it's not a metaphor in sight I mean, they literally <laughs> tried speaking <laughs> metaphors and steve, steve will be like it's like you brought a knife to a gunfight when that man literally brought a knife to a gunfight yeah fuck the glimmer man
2: um so my bottom three here i'm gonna go in, in order as well I'm going to start with Above the Law is uh is is my third to last. I I,
1: I, I genuinely don't get why you hate Above the Law so I much. I just I don't know, man. It has I, I still think um and we didn't do favorite like action sequences which I actually, actually meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> but um uh, 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 there's some stuff in Above the Law I liked. I don't know. It's you know, it's
2: got some goofery to it, but it's like it's like I don't know, it's just so bad. It's like <laughs> there's like,
1: action scenes and stuff in it that I liked.
2: Yeah, there's some actors. I, I don't know, dude. It's just I. And, and speaking on like whether or not I'd ever want to watch it again, like Above the Law has some of the absolute least rewatchability for me. I just yeah, I just
1: don't agree. Yeah, I but just I I couldn't get. Fine. I could
2: never <laughs> bring myself to watch it. Uh, so we're gonna fight because Man's my second to worst. <laughs> and um, and look, what w- what can we say that hasn't already been said about, about the Glimmerman The, about the <laughs> Yeah. It's uh, well, what is it's boring? Is it an
1: executive decision. It's awful. It's actually hard to kill. Oh, uh, okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. we, we had the same top two uh, Yeah, just for me it's 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 hard to kill i still don't think and it's, it's a question
1: hard to kill has like the beard and the, like, the, it has the, the beard, blood bank the blood bank and the oscar stuff but it's got the sex it scenes. Is. oh fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it's never gonna not have those sex scenes you did get me there yeah <laughs> those are never gonna go you know, away come, to come back on that yeah one. <laughs> Um, yeah <laughs> yeah so um a good checkmate here um <laughs> it's been decided but no there really there's no bad there's no wrong answer uh in my opinion to the hard to kill from versus global man debate they are definitely the, the bottom yeah two.
1: no I'll, I'll take it especially because you yeah. You know.
2: yeah and so the top three um the top three is there's is gonna be a, a a fun part here
1: uh um, do you want to go one first like your third and my third your second my i think second. that's a good idea yeah
2: okay. so um actually i'm looking at my list here and i'm actually gonna flip two of these okay because um, we've talked about them a little bit more and my my opinions have changed a bit on them okay uh, so I'm, actually number three i'm gonna go with uh, under siege which was originally my Oof. number two um and it really just comes down to gary Busey and tommy lee jones
1: see uh, i i mean i i know <laughs> like <yeah. laughs> i know and i think that both of them particularly tommy lee jones are on their own like some of the best shit just in general pulled from these movies or some of the best stuff that we've seen. Yeah. But the movie around it, I mean, like, it's not even, again, like, goofy or over-the-top enough aside from those scenes. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, I mean, it's just too, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. Yeah.
2: So I, I guess my, my kind of point of view on it is... Um, of course we, we do have a, a, a really quite good Tommy Lee Jones performance in this movie and Gary Busey is you know Gary Busey in it up. Uh, we, get, we get little cracks in, the, uh, in in the armor from Gary Busey a few times in that movie where, where it's like man he's really getting into this. Um, and um, so I, and, and so it comes down to Steven it always comes down to Stephen. And so I actually think that it's about uh, the best utilization of Steven that you can get where it's he says as few lines as possible
1: he is in the movie for like 40 minutes and yeah. i feel like almost guilty putting that at the bottom when in reality the movies that have the least steven should be at the top it should be like under siege and executive decision and my it, giant <laughs> <laughs> but yeah again if we're just talking terms of like the ones that i would most want to sit through again or the ones that i like to think about the most i mean I'm like
2: and i kind know. of excluded my giant really even from from this um because I did try to pick my kind of top and bottom three to be relative to actual Skull Well, movies. no, yeah, I, I yeah, didn't
1: really think about it either. Yeah. And, I mean, even then, honestly, I think that if we're talking rewatchability, all of my top three I would put above my giant anyway.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. I would pick my giant over Under Siege, but my top two I would I would pick over my giant. So,
1: um, and so let's go to number three for you then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, marked for Death. Mark for Death. Mark for Death. Yeah, yeah. Um, has the stupidity that I love. That yep. I'm here for yep. here for that bullshit nonsense. It's really Party. it's really
2: like what we got into this for. Yeah, um, you know,
1: and and marked for death really has that in spades. I think that was the first one that I felt like kind of good about. Yeah, <laughs> like in terms that we watched um again, relatively, but um, after above the law and hard to kill, it definitely was kind of like a, a cool breeze. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like a like a cold shower.
2: Well, and I think a thing that. Uh, we may have even forgotten is like the first half of of mark for death there's some actually like pretty decent stuff in it like the movie is like Mm -hmm. almost like getting ready to like say some potentially powerful things and And then it doesn't but it gets it gets close
1: and it still has like there's so few movies we see where steven is ever like challenged yeah and that final fight arguably goes on too long but it's also still like steven struggling there are moments where Screwface has the upper hand it's not a bad action scene it's a i think there's like that climax a genuinely entertaining action sequence Mm -hmm. um it definitely gets gross yeah very gross i mean it's not a good movie right Um, but i definitely feel more positively towards it than all but i guess two other of these movies we've watched
2: yeah and so um this will kind of cut down my talking on uh, number two he- here for me. Cause my number two is Mark for death. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of just, uh, pretty interesting and memorable stuff about, uh, Mark for death. Uh, some things that are even still coming back to me now. Uh, like the, like I remember bringing up that, uh, Columbia was misspelled at one <laughs> point during the movie, uh, in the, in the computer system that Stephen was, was hacking. Stephen hacks a computer mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there are enough just memorable, funny things from from that movie. Um, I, I think you had one of your one of your quotes. Uh, two. two, of your quotes was from Mark for Death, and um, deservedly so. Uh, so yeah, Mark Mark for Death um, will have almost the most positive things you'll hear me say about a Scoggall movie, and besides my number one, which uh, we'll we'll get to. So number two, well, for you, James, my number
1: two out for justice
2: great and, and that's my number one I so assume. so we can talk a little bit uh, yeah. about uh, out for justice here yeah
1: um knew it was gonna be your number one <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was it was close for me and i'll get to my my number one but i mean it's out for justice it's like our go-to for this fucking podcast it's it really like, is how shit i guess like could be <laughs> Yeah, like realistically, the best we could hope for. In
2: my head, this is what I was hoping every movie was going to be like. Mm -hmm. uh, When when we started this, I was hoping for just fifty two out for justices. Yeah, I knew that was unrealistic, but well,
1: and you got to have like the fucking glimmermans and the hard to kills. I mean, fire down below wouldn't have hit as good as it did if it hadn't followed of a glimmerman. (laughs) This is true. Like, just there's no way. Yeah. Um, But out out for justice, I mean, it's. I, again, like kind of special, yeah. In, like it is,
2: way. it is. I, I think the the idea of, of Richie Medano um, <laughs> just marauding around Los Angeles, New York,
1: New York, very aggressively, New York, right? Oh, of course, it, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah,
2: the, 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 the it's like the gaudy tier uh, <laughs> New York uh, shit that they do in that movie, just marauding around New York City and um smoke and crack just
1: smoking like regularly
2: like yeah. every scene we i mean were, I, I
1: obviously we said it on that fucking episode but i mean like the the basically the villain origin story is crack is that this dude spoke too much crack
2: yeah it really is and like um uh, you know i don't know uh my doctor i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what smoking crack does to people but um i, I don't know if it does what it did to Certainly, richard Badano. like yeah. the
1: mainstream kind of i guess like approach to people who smoke a lot of crack yeah is they aren't like the mastermind villains of yeah. action movies <laughs> yeah i, I sincerely uh, i don't know what the hell was going on yeah. in this movie um
2: but rishi Madano, um you know he 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 swept another category in mm-hmm. this movie or yeah uh, and in, in this uh, this podcast today he is um one of the few shining lights of this this whole experience so uh, out for justice had to had to get my approval here on our on my top three because it's uh yeah definitely my most memorable uh, steven movie so far
1: yeah um and then my number one do you know what it is do you pay enough attention to me
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so taken aback that it's not out for justice it
1: was it was a tight one but i had to go with my heart uh under siege Two dark territory
2: wow I, so take me through this. This is a pick right here.
1: Well, I remember us both saying on the Under Siege 2 episode that we both felt like it was maybe the best movie we'd watched so far.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I meant it in like a My Giant type of way. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, I, I, I kind of did too. I mean, it, yeah. it sucks.
2: Well, yeah, I, I I agreed with you. I know I put Under Siege up here, but um, that, that might be... In part because of uh, cause of stature and and because of and well, be, and, and in part because, again, I mentioned Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, and, no, and, and, I mean, it's
1: that. more of a movie than Under Siege 2. Under Siege 2 is nonsense, but I think yeah, in really the same is. way that Out for Justice we appreciate for being nonsense, Under Siege 2 is kind of nonsense, but there's, like, legitimate good shit, at least in terms of the action. There's um, that fight on the train and then the one with, like, they're dangling from the cliff. Yep. And there's just enough stuff in that movie that I, like, genuinely enjoyed. And then some stuff I kind of ironically enjoyed, but a good enough kind of medium between the two.
2: Well, and you are also
1: uh, on
2: record as being a, a big fan of, of train fight sequences. I am. I don't Reeves. Uh, but... Well, that too. But I guess that this is a, a movie of mm-hmm. a train fight sequence. Yes. So now... I, guess it, I guess now it makes total sense mm-hmm. saying that out loud.
1: I, I that's true actually. I I didn't even think about just the fact that I do really like a good fight scene on a train. Yeah. But um I, I do. And I enjoyed the action in uh, Under Siege 2 more than any of these movies. Yeah. And so Yeah, that's, yeah, that's our so top there 3. It is.
2: And so I guess uh I guess instead of kind of in lieu of our normal mental health check-in at the end of one of these we get to kind of talk about uh at what moment in the entire
1: well, we're the still entire thing mental health check-in
2: yeah we'll still do it <laughs> but this will kind of serve as both i think these will lead together very well fair enough and, and uh what was the moment whilst we've done our 12 weeks or so now uh 15 weeks or so uh, <laughs> those weeks don't count um, as James and I were, of course, uh, passed out for all three weeks. Yeah, um, we had our heads. We, we hit, we hit our our heads we're reaching for a dollar bill, mm-hmm. and um. And so, what is the moment during this whole thing in which we knew that this was
1: gonna be bad? We did, We knew this was gonna be a disaster. When it really set in that like this is gonna. When did it become suck?
2: real? Yeah. And so, um, you go first on this one. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think mine is gonna be obvious (laughs) um in the Glimmer man Uh uh-huh when he shoots steven tobolowski
2: yeah it's a it's a bit it's a bit of a symbol uh symbolic moment isn't it it's it's sort of like here we are sacrificing what could have been yeah an interesting movie
1: yeah and then it's just back to cia (laughs) conspiracies and (laughs) shady businessmen yeah did you have the same one
2: Uh, actually not for me um I, I, it just
1: was, the way you were like, yep. Yeah, well, no, it is such a good pick. Yeah, um, it re- I mean, it, it, it was what made me like come up with the idea of asking this question. Because sure. it really is like, I, I immediately I was like, any hope for there to be some sort of change in them. And that's why I had such a breakdown on that episode where I was like, it's just going to be this forever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, so when I think about the direct-to-DVD era, mm-hmm. I think about Steven having quite a bit more control i think about him being an executive producer screenwriters and you know whatever his credits are on on any given direct-to-dvd movie i mean maybe sometimes he's just an actor but i feel like he's got a lot more uh commas on mm-hmm. his on his rap sheet for for those movies and so i think about steven's creative output and then i think about on deadly ground and i i think about what a fucking snoozer on deadly ground is <laughs> and uh i guess i guess for me on deadly ground is really a moment where it sets in where it's like steven's not quite as wacky as i want him to be (laughs) and steven's not making me laugh the way i want him to make me laugh and so on deadly ground for me is sort of a a moment to kind of look look into the abyss and the abyss is is uh cold and unforgiving boring. yeah boring, <laughs> boring. sleepy boring and sleepy and dark
1: and, yeah. and, and I, I, it just yeah. makes me want to close my eyes on deadly ground was i, I kind of felt i enjoyed the goofiness of it I and mean, on deadly ground's relatively goofy but i again i was hoping for those out for justices maybe. yeah and especially with like that promise of steven directing it, it definitely is kind of way it, it shows that he's not like the like crazy wacky savant yeah he's not the lunatic that we yeah, want him to be he really is just like bad he's just bad at his job yeah he's, he's bad just, at his job he's basically he's just bad uh, at being
2: at his job mm-hmm. he's bad at interacting with his co-workers uh is the nicest way you could possibly put that he's bad
1: at uh existing
2: yeah he really is um yeah. Hey, Steven sucks. Steven really does suck, and it's a it's a real bummer uh, <laughs> that we have uh, taken a blood oath for this. Yeah. Um. But here we are. Here we are. And there's nowhere to go. And so, and so yeah. I guess that is the the check in now. Is uh, <laughs> so how are you, how are you feeling? We've done the awards. We've we've got it all out there. We've said what we what we feel about the
1: first twelve weeks. Um. How do you feel? I feel bad yeah I mean I I actually had a harder the hardest time yet watching my giant oh wow getting into it again as I've said like watching it the act of watching it went by fine but like really getting myself to the point of just sitting down and watching a movie I didn't want to watch yeah. just like that very basic sort of element of what we're doing which is making myself watch a movie I would not normally watch it hit me harder than it has ever that's and like again nice the fucking 12 weeks we've done this yep it hit me the hardest with my giant and i have no enthusiasm for <laughs> uh the patriot next week i don't care that it's the first direct to dvd <laughs> um I, yeah
2: i actually think it being the first direct to dvd bodes much worse for it than if it were like the 10th direct to dvd because i feel like i, I my hope is that when we get to that late in the direct to DVD era, is that Steven knows that nobody's watching and that he starts making it insane.
1: I think, mean, but the problem with Steven is when he thinks nobody's watching, he doesn't make it insane. He just, th- he doesn't try. Yeah. So I, that's why I think that they're all going to be Glimmermans. Well, we know we have a couple of non Glimmermans
2: in there because we have seen a couple of the direct to DVD movies.
1: I have seen a couple, and I can tell you, I know that you're like so excited for Urban Justice, but. <laughs> well,
2: you know, and granted, it was, it was. It might have just been the atmosphere that evening when we watched it. I mean, like maybe I, we were just excited to, to see how ridiculous and how bad it was. But
1: I have seen some of these movies, and I've seen parts of some of these movies, and I have no idea how we are going to talk about some of them.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm more excited for the for how it is we're going to deal with it. You know? Yeah. I feel like that that's really the point. I feel no, like that's I, that's I, really yeah. the art here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, There is, like, a, a degree of it that is, I mean, there's absolutely no question that a large part of this is blatant masochism. Sure. Yeah. Like, it really is. It's like, uh-huh. let's just do this to ourselves and see how we handle it. Yeah. That really is, like, yeah. the question. Yeah. And I I kind of can appreciate that. And so the idea of, like, really getting into it, um, watching these absolutely awful ones, and then trying to figure out how to make that interesting. Yeah has some again degree masochistic appeal but it's just so fucking hard to actually like do the homework of watching them yeah and i i'm, I'm feeling rough <laughs> yeah the three to four hours it takes to get ready for one of these i am feeling rough but i'll do it yeah well, i'll well, do it there's, I'll there's, watch there's, the there's, patriot. there's no way to not I, <laughs> you can't quit now i guess that's true Yep. i will watch the patriot i don't care it doesn't matter none of this matters (laughs) our my giant trivia has been approved of course it has of course it has and then we'll be back next week and we'll talk about the patriot
2: yeah
1: um and we're gonna get into that direct to dvd goodness and see what it's like gonna see how big steven gets
2: (laughs) yeah it's, it's gonna be big um and we uh yeah i mean we're gonna Uh, of course film each episode and put it direct to dvd for each direct to dvd (laughs) movie that we watch um that's not true i'm I'm very sorry for leading you on our our art and fan base but um yeah i mean it's uh what more can be said
1: yeah it's I I feel like the the energy's just gone down as i just harped on how much i hated to do the show (laughs) i think it's not it's not great for me to be like i hate being here yeah i don't want to do it
2: (laughs) first off this is the worst part of my week
1: i think that that's gonna be my bit is i'm gonna get more and more aggressive as the show goes on yeah and just start to get to where i would be like welcome back to steven destroy i hope you're fucking happy yeah yeah um we're gonna start getting mad at you the listener yeah yeah. It's, their, it's your fault. <laughs> um I yeah. I was looking at my letterboxed stats the other day. Um at my all time most watched actor is Samuel Jackson. Uh which makes sense just in general as a person who watches movies. Sure. Yeah, he's been in um, quite a few of them. And you quite see a few all very popular movies. Ones. Yep. Um, some some Star Wars yep, and uh, some Tarantino. Some Tarantino. And, and that's how you hit that number. Yep. Yeah. Um <clears throat> forty four. 44 my most watched actor he's gonna get got which means yes he will get got which means that for unless i am somehow able to watch 53 or i think god i think it's 54 i think i would have to watch 54 no snl so i think i would have to watch 53 whatever 50 plus episode 50 plus movies see i'm going insane i'm losing it yep 50 plus movies from some dude just so steven seagal is not my most watched actor of all time And of course, it's not like my letterbox stats fucking mean anything, but it's just symbolic. They
2: they do to you, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, it's just, it's just a simple question of like, what have you spent your time doing? It's like, well, I've watched like 88 hours of Samuel Jackson movies. Yep. That's fine. It's fine. (laughs) There's a lot of really good ones in there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got a couple of Revenge of the Siths, but for the most part.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you picked the least offensive of of that trilogy. Uh, (laughs) I
1: Well, is he in Phantom Menace? I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's in Phantom Menace. Okay. Well, I'm... There's no way you like Attack of the Clones more than Revenge of the Sith. I, I I watched Revenge of the Sith so much as a kid. I would literally watch it, like, every fucking day. Uh-huh. I cannot watch that movie anymore. Okay, and I, it is fine. a total piece of shit. I think people who think that it is, like, legitimately good are absolutely insane. No, um, it's not legitimately good. Yeah, you have to be insane to think it's legitimately people, people good. Think people think it's, like, up there. People will be like, my favorites are, like, Empire, and then New Hope, and then Revenge of the Sith. Um, it's insane. It's absolutely fucking insane. No, no, It's probably like the most controversial thing that's been said on this entire show. Well, no, yeah, it's. it's uh, I, I mean, like
2: it's still Hayden Christmas. Like it's still, the, it's, still it's still George sucks. Lucas.
1: That movie sucks. Yeah, I mean, sucks. Attack of the Clones, I, I think, is like. I think Attack of
2: the Clones is the worst one of the three. I
1: don't know. I, there's, it's
2: because Attack of the Clones is like a reaffirmation. That's what I can't stand about it we're going to get into it. it it's 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 like the reaffirmation that like uh, that like phantom menace was not a hoax and like was not like a blip on the radar
1: yeah i i i don't know i really couldn't even explain i think it probably is more just that i watched revenge of the Sith so much as a kid well it the sounds idea. like it's also
2: that like that there's praise around the movie and then like maybe that like stirs something up in you and you watch it and you see that it's really not that good i
1: guess that's fair i mean attack of the clones <sighs> Because my argument for Attack of the Clones is that it has, like, really stupid, goofy bullshit that's fun to watch and laugh at. I think that Revenge of the Sith no, has that. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it definitely does. I mean, it I, it probably is just as bonkers. Um, there's just some... I don't know. Attack of the Clones is shorter, I think, or is that the longest Star Wars? They're both pretty long, but I think Revenge of the Sith is longer. I think... I don't know. I think. I'll look it up. Whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, my... Uh, that's always been my argument for Attack of the Clones, is that...
1: You mean against?
2: Yeah, yeah, for it being the worst, I oh, guess is yeah, sort yeah. of what I mean. Is that it is it, just sort of, like, reaffirming that, like, George really doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And not just that, is that, that like, George is going to go ruin everything about Star Wars that he can. Um, <laughs> because he, of course, goes back and fucks with a new hope oh, God. beyond belief. Um, he I mean, he ruins <laughs> a lot of scenes in a new hope.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it, it is wild. I watched it for the first time in like recent memory last year. Um and it is insane. Just the amount of shit that that dude plugs in. The Tatooine <laughs> stuff is unbelievable yeah. and the job of the Hut shit is ridiculous.
2: Yeah. It's so bad. Um I want to vomit thinking <laughs> thinking about what he did to a new hope.
1: Um so this just in, and it's not breaking news, it's just the run times. Um Attack of the Clones is tied with Rise of Skywalker as the longest Star Wars movie. Oh wow. I actually didn't look verify that. I just looked up those two. I guess I could see if Last Jedi is longer, but I'm like pretty sure that Last Jedi is shorter. We got 2 hours and 22 minutes on those. No, Last Jedi is longer. Wow. I this actually haven't seen anything past Force Awakens. Last Jedi is just better, so
2: it doesn't feel as long. Well, <laughs> well uh, that's for that's for you and the
1: uh, the Star uh, Wars heads to to, <laughs> to, to disagree on. I can't imagine thinking that Rise of Skywalker is better than Last Jedi, even if you hated Last Jedi and are like on board. From what I've I've heard,
2: that seems like a plausible opinion. because I, I, I feel like even the people that hated Rise or Last Jedi i feel like we're even more offended by oh oh so you mean what
1: what i said yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. no because like because i know people that hate both because i mean it'd be super it's the the very idea that they like just decide that they just want to undo i'd ignore it is just stupid and fucked up right but the the way they do it is absolutely bonkers yeah and like part of what just fucks that movie up so bad
2: well it seems like star wars like couldn't couldn't decide like what hat it was going to wear uh, Between those two movies Because it was just like Alright Because I did see Force Awakens I know what they set up In Force Awakens And I Grant I haven't seen Last Jedi uh, but i understand why people were mad cuz i've ad, ad nauseum there's a, there's a, a million fucking think pieces about that movie from yeah. fucking nerds on the internet and so like i am un- I'm, i i understand that they think that they fuck, you know they ruined luke skywalker and that they they undid a bunch of the shit that was set up and they killed some people that they didn't think were well, going to get killed and it's things not like
1: so that. much like they undid but they definitely like like i even as somebody who defends The last jedi um, and which I, I always say particularly to uh, some of our friends who are much more ardent star wars fans than me and, <laughs> yeah. and i would <laughs> yeah, I, disagree and,
2: and actually a lot of my basis for for what i understand about this argument is from watching you argue with those
1: friends of ours yeah. <laughs> um but the thing i always say is as much as i, I love stars as a kid i just don't have that same like sort of i don't know gut like emotional connection to it mm. so them doing shit that people are like that completely fucks with luke skywalker like i kind of get it like i'm not gonna sit here and say that last jedi doesn't make some very weird character choices yeah i just kind of didn't give a shit because i didn't like have the same connection i barely remembered the character of skywalker sure but um yeah just so um well i forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> oh um no i don't remember
2: well i, I guess my thing with it is that like I, um I, like I never found like I, I like I understood the idea of like, oh, like last Jedi was like ballsy that they they, yeah. they did all these things. but like well, at the same time, it's, like, I don't really care mm-hmm. about Star Wars being ballsy. It's sort of my thing.
1: Well, see, I'm, I'm like the polar opposite, which is my point is yeah. that I I totally 100% agree that like what Ryan Johnson did was just nuts. Like that dude just went in and just fucked it up. It was just like, yep. I don't care how you make a third to this. I'm just going to make my movie and then you dudes figure it out. Yeah. And I get that that's kind of fucked up. That's kind of maybe not the right approach for your Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But to me, I'm kind of like, I don't give a shit. It was ballsy. That's wild. When was the last time you saw a Star Wars movie that was just like, yeah, fuck you guys. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and I I think that's wild and cool
2: yeah but Uh, but I guess it's sort of my thing it's like uh, Star Wars doesn't need to do that Star Wars doesn't need to do that and I I guess that like this isn't unheard of either in terms of like people reacting this way because I think that you could look at like the Marvel movies and like basically nothing surprising
1: happens in any of the Marvel movies Um, I will never forget um, this dude I from I worked on my movie with um, I was talking to him about Infinity War and he was just like a very smart dude. <laughs> yeah. Who genuinely believed that there was a chance that those characters that die at the end of Infinity were, were dead for good. Yeah. This dude who I thought of as very smart, knowing a lot about film and how it worked and the business, yeah. was just like, I was really upset when I found out that they were making another Spider Man movie. I thought he was dead. <laughs> I was just like, why? <laughs>
2: yeah. And and like, look, I think that, in ter- like, Infinity War is is ballsy in the sense that like they knew that like nine year olds were gonna watch it, and that like killing yes. everybody, it's ballsy in that sense. Star like Ryan Johnson's Star Wars is a whole other thing, and so <laughs> and so I, I guess what I was gonna say is that Ryan Johnson's Star Wars I think is more comparable to like Batman v Superman, where like Lex Luthor is just yes. a fucking mess of, well, of, I, of what, and, I, and we watched that together and we both agreed that we liked oh, I don't like, remember if you liked it but I, yeah. I
1: do like Batman Super Superman
2: yeah I so. do too and so maybe I would be a Last Jedi guy I actually like not knowing now I, I kind of just like letting people convince me which one I would be and so I actually don't really want to watch it I yes, I, like, I, I, mean, I feel like the prettiest girl at the dance uh, because people keep <laughs> trying to tell sway me you to their side. Yeah, exactly.
1: I would say the best argument for watching The Last Jedi is so you could watch Rise of Sky Skywalker, because it is—it is, no, it is that bad. It is pretty bad. I mean, I yeah. would put it down there with like fucking Phantom Menace, Clones, Rince Yeah, DC. I feel like
2: that that one nobody was happy about.
1: Because I feel like that there were the people that side with you. I guess that's what could
2: always be good about a movie like Last or uh, Last Yeah, Last Jedi. Jedi is that if you do make something that ridiculous, somebody's gonna side with you. You know, uh, if you if you really do go out there and just be like fuck it fuck star wars yeah <laughs> this is my movie <laughs> like no no matter what somebody's gonna watch that and be like hell yeah but I, from what i understand what they did with uh rise of skywalker no, it's no wild. nobody
1: it is just straight up wild they make some just decisions that i couldn't not begin to wrap my head around <laughs> i i really think the best reason to watch last jedi is so you can watch rise of skywalker i really do believe that fair enough um well, Which... Anyway, that's been Steven Destroy. <laughs> <laughs> In a similar vein to this entire podcast, not sure if I can recommend watching Rise of Skywalker, because but meh, I would love to talk about Rise of Skywalker on this podcast. Yeah. Um, honestly not even nearly i would i would well i think the really heartbreaking part about this segment
2: of this Mm -hmm. show is is what a a good conversation that this is about star wars and what an interesting conversation this is
1: clear how how obvious it is that we have infinite more passion about this than we have and i've never
2: seen these movies i've
1: never seen a star wars
2: (laughs) oh i've never seen these two movies that we're talking about and uh i feel like i have more to say about them than i do any seagal movie we've seen yeah wow so look guys if if ever there has been if ever you Really needed our advice, our our real true stamp of approval to never watch a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah, it is
1: it's, pretty fucked up actually. We've seen like, you know, I guess eleven of there's these. There's no movies like
2: intelligent, interesting we just, conversation we can have about
1: it. There really isn't. That's so fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: Like we're talking about we're talking That's about a movie so about about, about about space aliens with like, <laughs> with, with fucking swords made out of energy fighting in the fucking sky, and that yeah. that is. In infinitely more compelling than uh than anything we've seen in Seagal's filmography so far. Like it, it truly is. It is so bad. Case.
1: Yeah, because people like care about Star Wars. I feel like even if you didn't care about Star Wars, there's more there. Yeah. Well there is. Every single one of those is a movie except for maybe um Phantom Menace and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> or Attack of the Clone. Phantom Menace is god awful. I think that's the worst one. I really do. Easy. Yeah. it's, um, it's No, actually, it's I so lied. Bad. Wait. Yes. No, I do. I do think it's the worst one. Phantom is so bad. Yeah, yeah. They're I, all. I mean,
2: uh, <laughs> almost everything past uh, Empire Strikes Back is like. I
1: like Return of the Jedi. Return of the, Jedi's Return pretty the good. Jedi. Guy. Um, I'm a big solo apologist. So... Uh, th- th- this is not the first time I've heard this opinion from somebody. Probably from me. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, my, my roommate is, uh, is uh, I, I believe, a pretty big solo fan. It's yeah. like ridiculously stupid sometimes yeah like the amount of shit they do to just be like hey <laughs> um like fuck i mean um i, I know there's like the whole like last name origin story yeah that, that's like that's like the big one the way i'm just gonna tell you the way they Chewbacca his name is basically like he's like what's your name chewbacca I'll just call you Chewy. And then it's just, like, seems <laughs> over. Is it, like, wink at the camera? <laughs> yeah. It plays the theme. The <laughs> theme. And he's just, just staring there. It just plays the entire theme. Um, it's so fucking stupid. But it yeah. is... Uh, I mean, it's the most fun I've had from any of these movies. Sure. Like, any of them since they started doing Force Awakens. It's the most fun. Well, I've had. That's the thing. It It's certainly like, more than Last Jedi. It seems it like everybody outside year. of Marvel is, like
2: still trying to like take the like darkness angle in like superhero and like
1: in like star wars uh. movies <laughs> oh. brother i don't know if you've seen the more some marvel movies yeah.
2: well yeah i guess they're dark but they don't feel like real like they don't feel like actually dark i've seen i've seen all of them and like i i there are very few of them where i felt that
1: like no i, I mean i can't like what you mean that
2: like dark knight yeah
1: well okay so you mean yeah like they're trying to ground it in reality yeah that's what i mean they're, like they're trying yeah. to do the dark knight thing even fucking
2: star wars is trying to like dark knight you at times it feels like yeah and like hey i love the dark knight
1: but it's uh it's it's sad how much well last are Jedi is pretty on par with that but they do it well yeah well i'm totally cool with people who are like that's not fucking star wars like dude it's your fucking the movies you like because you like the toys as a kid it's totally cool if you, don't even, <laughs> you don't want it to be like yeah dark and depressing and shit
2: that's no, it's, a, it's a perfectly fine
1: stance yeah
2: that's, that's why I don't want to watch the movie. I, I just love hearing people get so passionate about this thing yeah. that doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. You know, it's so weird. It, it is pretty weird. Especially the people who take, like, not liking Last Jedi as some sort of, like, uh, political statement. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah, no, it,
2: it all got v- very weird. Yeah, it very it, weird. It, yeah it, I
1: guess there certainly are people who didn't like it because of political reasons. Sure, I guess. I mean, well, I, I mean, same reason the, people the, probably didn't like Force Awakens.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say those people were around since Force Awakens. There's definitely like a much wider group of people who didn't like Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, but certainly, we, certainly, if you didn't like Force Awakens, okay. you were certainly not going to be on board for this one. <laughs> what we need to
1: do, yeah. is start our own petition. Sure, to remake every steven seagal movie In okay the same way they did last jedi we're gonna petition warner brothers <laughs> to be like remake under siege yeah remake on deadly ground
2: yeah okay okay i think we could do it
1: yeah all right
2: <laughs> yeah okay. this seems like the kind of thing we probably should have just turned the microphones off for but <laughs>
1: no i think it's good to have episodes where we just occasionally like show that talk we... about something
2: interesting yeah. yeah
1: yeah like we did a little bit we got a little alex jones <laughs> right the one time
2: yeah we got we've got alex jones and star wars yeah just
1: every now and then you know gotta remind people that we like have souls and we're human beings yeah we have like real likes and interests outside of this (laughs) out of sides of just suffering yeah all right my man anything you want to say or are we just gonna reunite next week and go patriot mode direct to dvd mode direct to dvd mode um pulling it out yeah um
2: Look, guys, this is uh, the big the
1: big one. This is where it, when it gets real. Yeah,
2: um, you you've seen. Uh, I guess you don't see anything. You listen to us, so uh, you haven't heard anything. You haven't, seen shit. <laughs> you haven't heard anything yet. Uh, yeah, you this was shit. this was the easy part. It kind of maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't. But I think this was probably the easy part. <sighs> I and can't um, believe that I refuse to believe <laughs> that. Yeah, as much as we don't want to admit it, uh, it's certainly in the back of our heads at all times. And so, um, yeah, get ready. This was the, today's episode is today's episode's a bit of a celebration of sorts. It's a bit of a no rules, uh, uh, no holds barred kind of thing. Um, <laughs> evidence by us talking about Star Wars for twenty minutes. Um, and so, but, but next week, you know, uh, this is when it gets real. Um, and it's it's never going to stop being real. Aside from there's one more kind of return. Uh, in like 2000 or so right doesn't he have one more like theatrical... more 1998 my dude <laughs> yeah that's what i mean doesn't he have like one more not directed dvd oh, movie well, I mean, before yeah, we he... before we take the jump to machete where it's like it's forever
1: yeah yeah he actually after i mean i guess we'll be getting into this really next week but after the patriot he takes three years off
2: yeah we should no. do an episode on the three years where we're allowed to oh. talk about star wars <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um
1: yeah and then pretty much that's it yeah we yeah. get one more after the patriot we get exit wounds which was supposed to be his like comeback didn't take yeah and <laughs> unbelievably and then we're pretty much just direct to dvd mode for 10 years almost yep yeah. so uh, and then another 10 years yeah so uh, we're gonna do our best to make
2: those 20 years um as exciting as we can uh, because it's gonna be ruthless for us so uh if you guys are, are prepared to take the jump with us uh we're taking it no matter what so <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is
1: very true yeah
2: so um yeah with that in mind you know the sincerest thanks uh i'm us, james uh, for us here it's student <laughs> destroy that as as he uh <laughs> So brashly uh, i guess i
1: did just yell it in the middle,
2: <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of my monologue
1: i i uh, just remember that we have once again yeah
2: i remembered it at the beginning but i was like why you just why, like, bother? why bother yeah. i
1: don't want anyone to know i do this yeah
2: <laughs> yeah this will never go up on any of our personal yeah uh social media so um you know i'm james that's james i'm dylan and, and i'm james and that's still james and i'm still dylan and and steven steven is maybe that's our new sign off yeah and uh much like the specter that he is all throughout
1: yeah uh, my, my <laughs>
2: giant uh steven is the specter that is that is flowing through every single episode with it we make here and with that beautiful sentiment uh there's nothing else to say really uh again it's a serious thanks uh glad that glad that you listened and uh thanks for listening motherfuckers
0: why don't you take your
2: lively, chubby ass and get
0: the fuck off my car? i starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Get the fuck out of here. We have a problem. Steven started ad-libbing. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every.